So yeah, I can be a pilot. At the Air Force Academy, I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. What's going on, everybody? We're back. This is it. This is absolutely it, Archie. What's going on? How are you? I'm so excited. We finally we're... have things to talk about. We're we're all hyped up after we took our bye week last week. Much much deserved and much needed, but uh, we're back and better yeah. than ever. Yep. We're fired up. This is awesome. Um, this is basically just what we wait around all, for all year. And it's like not to say that I'm not excited about um, anything else that happens throughout the year, like whether it's like hockey or lacrosse or baseball or basketball or football or anything, or well, I guess football is what we're talking about, but is there something special about football to where everybody starts coming in? The content's always awesome. The submissions are great. And, uh, I, I don't know. We're just really excited about it. There's a lot to talk about. I'm feeling better. Uh, I don't know if anybody listened to the last episode, but I felt awful, uh, feeling better. It was a great weekend filled with lots and lots and lots of beers. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. You want to just dive on in? Yeah, just I think kind of like you talked about, this gives us it's kind of what the whole FNBA thing is about. It gives us all something to rally around and something to look forward to. And camaraderie can always be found around football. So we're one and zero. Be the C, uh, the Seahawks, Sea Wolves. Who even knows the Sea Wolves? And we're moving on to week two. So let's get into it. Yeah, Sea Wolves. Let's. It's like a falcon puppy, wolf ox. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, the point is that we're one and zero. Uh, Navy is 0-1, Army is 0-1, and many people would say that we uh, maybe got an asterisk with ours because it's an FCS team, but I don't care, because guess what? They were apparently pretty good, uh, made it into the FCS playoffs, and we destroyed them, we crushed them, and Army and Navy both pretty much got routed by their opponents. Army, and I don't have the scores pulled up on that, but uh, well, you know, we'll get into that when we get into uh, behind enemy lines, but just starting out... Uh, a few things right off the bat that I was really excited to see. It was just like, I was so happy to see Arion, uh, just like he said he was. He just kind of took control, and it seemed like on offense, um, there wasn't a lot of holes that we're going to need to fill. It seemed like he was setting his feet really, really well. Like, like uh, abnormally well for an Air Force quarterback. He was setting his feet and making the throws. They were a little high. I think that what happened out of that was that he was just like practicing with scout team not used to like kind of maybe a taller defense that kind of thing um but he was making his throws seemed to mesh well with our running backs we had a few different running backs that we were working with uh which was really cool to see we had cole fagan dude's a pusher um i don't i don't want to hog all the all the time just kind of getting out my like my headlines and like hot takes but like it was just really exciting and there's obviously holes i think that we have uh a few in special teams um, a, a, our defense, we had some guys who were stepping up, but it was just, and then definitely in play calling, but it just feels like this is a really great way to open up the season and kind of prepare ourselves for the upcoming weeks. Yeah. And I think, uh, like we said, I think it's a good warm up game. And I think a good indicator for option football is decisions that are being made, um, obviously by the quarterback primarily. And I, there were very few times and obviously from the stamp, you know, the guy on the, 
watching the TV, we don't really know everything that's going on. But from what I could tell, there were very, very few times where I, you know, thought Arion made maybe like not the right decision. It was like very adamant about pushing into the defense and getting the ball away from him to get an extra two or three out, two or three yards around the edge uh, with the running back, or just keeping it when it made sense. And then obviously giving it to the fullback when that when he looked like he had that opening. So I was I was really happy to see that. It just looked like. Uh, the decision-making within the option seemed to be going pretty fluidly. Yeah, totally agree. It was it was like you kind of get the feeling sometimes um, that there's a few guys who just want to put the team on their back, and as great as that is, it's just not realistic uh, when you're playing at the D1 level. And so I, I totally agree. He was spreading the ball out, and it was like I just felt like his decision-making was on point. And then I don't know if some of the plays were actually drawn up to be quarterback draws or if he just had the option to do it, but – Arion would set his feet and then just take off. And you can see that for being a 5'11", 210-pound guy, super shifty. Like, like can make himself look like he's about 5'8 out there if he wants to, but then he'll stand up and gun it. Um, and so, I, it's like, all I have is just pure excitement. Um, like I said, one of the things that I saw that I really liked, uh, did you like the turnover chain? It's not, a, it's not that original. <laughs> I know that. Um, it's not. Miami started doing it, and then I think there's been a few other teams that did it. Uh, but we had the bolt with the chain, uh, and that was really, really cool to see. It was clean. Uh, because, we'll especially because we opened up so early with the pick six, uh, yeah. like a very early defensive play. Yeah, yeah I liked it. it. I mean, like you said, we saw with Miami. I think I saw another team this year. Is it Miami with the turnover thrown, or is that a different team? There's some team out there that has a, literally a, a silver throne that the guy who gets a turnover sits on. Uh, but a chain is a good step in the right direction, and it looked clean with that lightning bolt in between the chains there. Yeah, it really, it really did. It was better than than the U's last year. Like that, I, I, I don't know if the U had it this year. I mean, they got crushed by LSU, but uh, I don't know exactly what they're working with. But I really liked it. I think the uniforms look great. Um, I was just generally really happy with how this game kind of came out. Uh, obviously we had a few issues with it. the lightning delays kind of sucked and I was thinking about this and this is one of those things where like now because I get to sit down and watch the game with like a million Bud Lights and I did I had such a good weekend I literally fired up the smoker had a brisket going uh, started at like five o'clock in the morning cracked the first beer at like nine I barely <laughs> made it through the first few minutes of college game day like it was just a great time, but I kind of always forget, like, okay, yeah, being a cadet, it kind of sucks, because it's like, you have to drive down there, if you're an underclassman, you have to get a ride, or potentially take the bus, and you're in uniform, and you have to get to the tailgate, like, five hours early, which, like, looking back, they're cool, but, like, ugh, it just kind of sucks, and then they had to deal with the weather delays, uh, where they had to leave the stadium, and then come back in twice, and uh, we saw the, the cadet section was looking a little lean, but I couldn't blame any of them. No, and I honestly, really? I, I can't remember what the score was. It was something around 14-0 when we went into the first lightning uh, delay. And yeah. luckily, we were playing Stony Brook, but I was a little worried. I was like, I feel like when you have the momentum, the last thing you need is an hour or 30-minute lightning delay or whatever it was because it's only going to negatively affect you. And then we came out right after that and got a, like scored a touchdown within like three plays. So Yeah, we, yeah, we popped him in the mouth. We, had like, we were on like their 40 um and yeah we just popped them in the mouth and then we did the same thing it was a 45 minute like on the dot delay and then we did that and then on the next time we got the ball back it was the same thing we got the ball and uh i think we i, I can't remember if we scored on that one maybe we kicked a field goal but uh th i mean that's all like the positive stuff 
Um, if we have to do it, what did you see that was negative? Did you see anything? I mean, I guess against a team like Stony Brook, I would have liked to see a few more pass attempts and a few more pass completions. Um, I think that's kind of the, one of the games where you can spread the field out a little bit more and take a few more shots to kind of get a feel for, you know, what wide receivers we have working for us, how are the tight ends looking, and then how Arion's doing, whether it be in the pocket or getting him out of the pocket to throw. And I think he had like eight attempts total on the day. Uh, yep. I just, I don't know. I think, obviously, you want to do what you have to do to win. It, it was never like, if we were up 38 nothing at, at halftime, obviously the first team wouldn't have, wouldn't have even played any in the second half. So it's kind of a fine line. I'm making sure we have the points to win, but also maybe trying to see what the guys can can do maybe outside of just uh, option offense. Yeah, totally agree. I mean, I think one of the things that's kind of been a hallmark of the Air Force Falcons like in, in the last few years is that we have had one kind of, at least one offensive weapon to where they really can get up there and compete with, um, with some of the NFL players. And so obviously, you know, you have the guys on, on our opposing teams who might be prospects and that kind of thing. And so, like, two years ago, if we were going to go to the air and throw it and the defense is set up to ru- just, like, cover our um, our triple option, we would have Jalen Robinette who was ready to to go in and take a 50-50 ball against a guy who's also, like, six foot four or something like that. And I don't think we necessarily have that this year. So I think Arion is going to have to work a little bit harder um, than having, like, a bailout weapon. I mean, we have we really have capable receivers, and I saw that just based on how, how some of them were squaring up and beating – um, their DBs on their routes, but I think that really it's going to have to come down to just making that connection and feeling comfortable and timing and all that kind of stuff. And that just it comes with time. It comes with more practice too, getting those first game jitters out. So um, I totally agree with it. I think one of the things I didn't like is um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think our kicking is going to be as automatic this year as having Luke Strebel, who was once again probably was a uh, probably was maybe like an NFL quality kicker. Uh, our kicker isn't bad this year. I think we were 100% on kicks. Maybe we missed one, um, but on on extra points and that kind of thing. But the, it just didn't have that uh, that trueness, and I, I just didn't have that exact confidence. Um, so maybe that's an issue. And then another thing was just it seemed like play calling, confidence, and that was coaches. Um, so maybe hopefully they were just trying some things that they weren't used to in their offensive set. Um, maybe they were just trying to get out of their comfort zone a little bit. But just tightening up those little those little intangibles, I think, is going to yeah. be things. Well, I guess those are tangible. But tightening up those little things in the weeks to come are going to be huge. The one thing I hated, I hated Facebook. I hated <laughs> okay, because I was just I was just about to make a comment to kind of string it into that. After one, uh, I think it was like a fourth and six or something, and we lined up for like a fifty-six yard field goal. Do you remember that? Yes. And that's when the, the classic excuses come out. They're like, this is a pretty long field goal. And the other guy goes with the, uh, well, we are playing at altitude, so the ball travels further. Uh, when in, I think science all backs it up that it's pretty ne- negligible as far as how far the ball travels. yeah. <laughs> but it was still, I mean, I appreciate the fact that we got to get, like, decent streaming off of Facebook and didn't have to go through some website that's going to give my computer a bunch of viruses. But it was just in couple with the two guys announcing and the lightning delays where they had to find things to talk about for like 30 minutes, it was just a recipe for disaster. Oh, that yeah. And and some of the things that they really got into the weeds about. The other thing too is it's it's and you noticed it because when you play when you watch the early games, you hear that like excitement of like just drunken college students. Like they hit they do their sound guys do a great job with like 
noise levels and they have microphones everywhere and they can control like kind of crowd levels that kind of thing they don't really have that so it's just like the booth and it sounds like no it sounds like they're watching like an afternoon match at like a nursing home of like dominoes or something yeah so that that was pretty awful and then um yeah, just them, they were just going on and on about playing Eisenhower and how one guy shot a 92. That was one of the things. It was absolutely <laughs> abysmal. And the and the on-field reporter, um, she was trying her hardest, but she just couldn't get an angle, couldn't get a story. She was from Stony Brook. I guess she graduated like a couple years ago, um, and they couldn't leave that alone. And then one of the, one of the, one of the, I think, I guess it was like kind of the color commentator um, was he was an NFL player and I guess he was pretty good because he played for a while in the league. And I think he played at like a top 25 school, but I think he went to Miami. Yeah. He, okay. He went to Miami, but didn't really have any interesting stories to tell yeah. about anything. And it was just the same thing. Like just a lot of like guessing and just kind of saying anecdotal things that didn't make any sense. If you're a cadet, you truly know, uh, by the way, they brought up this about drinking, uh, at altitude Everybody knows that's not true. What happens is at altitude, you get uh, dehydrated more easily, and so you can think that you're actually getting drunker quicker or easier or whatever the case is. But they've proven it like time and time again that it's just not true. Yeah. Uh, so that was another funny thing. But just Facebook was just awful. And then, so that goes back to the whole thing where, like, we just need to get this under control. And I know we've had the AD problem, um, like, switching in and out. Right now we have an interim AD with Colonel Block. Um, just get someone in there who bleeds blue. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, the, the one thing Facebook did give us, because I forgot about it, was uh, the rundown of the cadet's day. So wake up at 4 a.m., <laughs> march six miles to class, class for four hours, lunch, go to bed at 1 a.m., wake up two hours later. Yep. Yeah, actually, I was going to say, yeah, wake up at 4 a.m., then the next day go to bed at 6 a.m. So <laughs> you actually lose two hours of sleep on that one. <laughs> Um, no, I mean, it's just like, I just don't understand it. Like I said, the fact that at least, uh, you know, Navy was able to open against Hawaii. Um, and it's just kind of like, man, they travel out for that. That's kind of like a treat to them. And we get on a major network because the game has to be played at like 10 o'clock. Uh, Army gets an early game against Duke, who's at least an ACC team. I know that's like our thing. That's like our MO is opening up against a, an FCS team and just Beating, I said it on Twitter, just beating the piss out of them uh, on Parents Weekend in front of the entire cadets' like families. So the people who aren't into football are like, "Wow, these guys are really good." <laughs> um, but but I don't know. I, I just think we got to rethink a lot of things. Same thing with like wearing those uniforms this weekend. Like the the announcers were like on the fence about it, and that was what that they were talking about the entire game. They were like, "Oh, we, well, we're not really sure how we feel." I kind of. They kept calling it an alternate uniform, where, like, no, this is, like, the unreleased, cool, like, literally, Air Force flying squadrons and, like, special ops squadrons were involved in the designing of this uniform, or at least in the approval of it. So, it's like, that should be released on a big scale. Oh, yeah. Um, and I didn't, I didn't think they were given the respect they deserved, so. Um, I'd rather wear yeah, those just, things against a high-profile team and lose than wear it against Stony Brook and destroy 100%. them on facebook 100 percent. <laughs> actually you posted one of the funniest things of the day that i saw which the uh the mark zuckerberg watching and I, I don't think anybody caught it that almost should have been like an actual post but the mark zuckerberg watching the lightning delays and he's just like like at his little press conference where he was like chugging the water or whatever 
So funny. Uh, probably this is probably bad radio right now. That's all right, Zuckerberg. I mean, we appreciate you, but uh, step it up with the commenters a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> so um, stop spying on us. Well, the, the other thing too is that Facebook tried to make it seem like the the big reason why you want, why you would want to tune in to watch a football game on Facebook is because you can be interactive. Yeah. Dude, if you want to be interactive, go to www.twitter.com backslash mfnfnba. <laughs> like that's where you that's where you get on and you shake it up and mix it up with us. Because I was having a great time on Twitter, and they were asking me, and I had my I had my phone set up for the game, so I wasn't able to like log on and. I was, I think what they were thinking, too, is that people were sitting there and actually just watching it, like, at their laptop, which is yeah. the, most, the saddest thing ever. I had it streamed to my TV. Yeah, I was streaming it, so yeah. <clears throat> it didn't even make sense. And they were like, well, let's ask this question that could have been answered by the booth. And they were like, well, let's wait and see what the people have to say. And you could see in the corner that it was only 1.5 thousand people streaming it, so yeah. I'm like, I can't even imagine what kind of answers they were getting anyways. <laughs> um, but I don't know. But that's enough. Yeah, so... Great game this weekend. Um, just took care of business. That's fine. Uh, we got FAU next weekend. One thing that we were going to do, and I actually courted him on Twitter, and I don't want to mess up his bio, but Jacoby Owens, who is, I believe, a 2016 grad, uh, he played prep school all the way through 2016, and then he was a, a graduate coach, a graduate assistant coach, uh, for the Falcons. He said this is the first time since 2011 that he's been able to talk football. So I kind of jumped in and I was like, listen, uh, Archie and Kamish, we don't know what we're talking about. So I basically asked him if he wanted to get on with us. Um, and he said the next week he would start out and start getting us straight and, and talk with us. So we're going to have that uh, coming next week. Basically, our football talk is going to be with us as well as Jacoby Owens. So that's, that's pretty exciting in yeah. my mind because we're going to have a real guy who's going to be like, Hey, uh, actually, everything you just said is idiotic. So. <laughs> right now, it's just us fact-checking each other, and it's like blind leading the blind. We just have no idea. Yeah, yeah, and we talk a lot anyways offline, so we're like, yeah, that probably sounds right. It's actually <laughs> just like idiots encouraging each other. Yeah. But, um, yeah, cool. So uh, we already touched on a little bit. We're going to start going back um, heavy into behind enemy lines and go back to what it originally was meant for where we talk about the other teams. Like we said uh, this week, Army and Navy both lost their games. But again, like I, I'm not gonna. I didn't make any posts. Like you didn't make any posts because they both at least played FBS opponents. Um, but one of the things we didn't talk about was John McCain uh, passing. We we took off last week. We didn't make any post about it. Um, and I'll let you maybe speak on it. I didn't want to make a specific post because I just feel like it. I didn't feel like it was my place. Because I felt like, and I'm not saying that like FNBA has like makes statements, and I didn't think that anybody from his camp or anything would would read it. But I, I didn't want to put anything up and just try to that that would get likes or whatever. Because I feel like he was such a big part of the Naval Academy, and he just wasn't a big part of our upbringing, if you will, in at the Air Force Academy because he was a Navy guy and he was a politician and he was living the whole time that we were there. Um, and so we didn't really get a chance to kind of reflect on how important and how great of a man he really was. Um, just to kind of put it in perspective, um, he spent over five years in POW camps, 1967 to 1973. Um, and that's just, like, amazingly impressive if you think about how long. And that, literally the fact that we have based our entire 
whatever this is, FMBA, on our four-year, or in my case, five-year experience for just the prep school, um, we've made an entire company around that, and he spent more longer than that in a prison camp. It just kind of puts it into perspective and just makes you go, wow. You know, that's like a great American, someone who was really awesome for his country. Yeah, right and like you said, obviously, we want to honor the man that he was and what he did for our country in more ways than one. Um, but at the end of the day, I think... It's everyone kind of knows that, and it's more of the Navy's place. We don't want to like take the spotlight or anything. Not that there is a, that, not that there should be any spotlight around, you know, a man's death. But um, I think it's just we're kind of silently giving him tribute and honoring what he did. And it's just crazy to think about the things that he went through. And thankfully, I mean, as the years have gone on, uh, the people that have suffered in, in imprisonment camps and things like that has drastically gone down over time due to either the nature of war or the way that we've been fighting or the people that we've been fighting, um, obviously it still happens. Um, there's still people out there fighting for their lives right now. But as we get further and further away from that type of warfare, um, it's going to be less and less. So it's like the people that went through that and survived and came out stronger and you know presidential candidates, all this stuff, it's just really kind of amazing to see. And it's amazing to kind of see that history uh, real time and then when somebody like that does pass it kind of makes you think about that stuff and makes you reflect a little bit more yeah absolutely and it's like it's one of those things too where like he's you know he's being buried at the naval academy and it's just like even still like even even despite all that it just shows how much pride he has you know in his institution how much i mean you can't make the comparison but uh you know we have a lot of pride in our institution as well and it's just like it's awesome. So at the end of the day, for us to kind of make these comparisons over football, um, yet still kind of come together uh, in in kind of the same mission, it's it's a cool thought. It's a really yeah, cool and thought. I think so. I think he kind of represents a lot of what we we like to represent. Like you were saying, what what was he third from last in his class at the Naval Academy? Oh yeah, and he's and he's probably far and away the most notable graduate from his graduating class. And it's oh, yeah. like just goes to show that you know we. People have 100% respect for the people that are valedictorians or top 10%, whatever, and go on to do amazing things. But, you know, there's a place for everybody in the graduating class, and it doesn't really matter how you how you rack and stack. It matters what you do with um, that experience and kind of has you uh, how you learn as life goes on. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, hard – a little difficult to make the to make the the pivot off of that, but um, I got to I got to we can kind of ease the tension with this. You ready for it? Yeah, you got me. You hear this? Love it. The Tumblr. So we're Tumblr boys now. Kamish was nice enough to send me uh, a Tumblr, so I'm locked and loaded, ready to go for podcasts. Attaboy. Um, well, so this weekend, peek behind the curtain, uh, I have a kegerator, and I mixed up a five-gallon batch of cocktail in it. Uh, it's called the Transfusion. It's grape juice, um, ginger ale, and vodka. I didn't realize exactly how much five gallons is because I put it in there and I had some people over and uh, myself and my wife were drinking out of it and I was like, and I went to go pick it up today and I was like, after an entire weekend of us drinking heavily and I was like, oh wow, there's still a lot left. So, <laughs> so I, I have one now. It's I'm not I'm not doing the tumbler life, but you can maybe faint. I don't know. You can't really faintly hear. Are it. you sure you're not drinking up at altitude and just getting a lot more? drunk than you think you are it might be but i will say um i don't know 
this is just a lot. So five gallons of cocktails is, is a lot. Should be good for your, I don't know, I guess your ring dance parties. Um, so yeah, so just the one thing that I did want to mention um, about Army football and them losing to Duke, it was announced that they're getting LSU at home in 2023. And just another... What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, projecting eight years out now is all we're doing. Oh, uh, I mean, clearly, but it's just like another dagger in the like, like screw you, Air Force football. Wait, did you say LSU at home? They get LSU at home. Yeah. Wow. So LSU okay. is traveling to the Hudson. Um, it's obviously going to be like a week long event. Just another dagger um, to Air Force, who's the superior academy, who, who doesn't get any love. I mean, and I think about this. And not to bring to dwell on this or, or even go back on it, but I'm just thinking about how we literally had the New England Patriots uh, come to our school, and the best we got was like a 30 second clip of Tom Brady saying, like Tom Brady wearing like a a PC shirt, and Bill Belichick saying like, yeah, uh, the altitude's great here, and we appreciate your service, and that's it. Yeah, and I'm just like, man, they're gonna turn this into like a 30 for 30 about the the time that <laughs> LSU went to West Point. It's going to be on Showtime or HBO. I was going to say, well, I was going to say that the entire game is going to be, it's going to be the first pay-per-view uh, college football game ever. <laughs> Hopefully Coach O is still coaching, but I, I highly doubt that. Yeah, no, I don't think so. Coach O, uh, I don't know. Maybe Coach O will be the uh, Falcons head coach by then. <laughs> you never know. Who knows? Uh, yeah, so that's, so we don't really have an Army-Navy or we didn't really have a behind any lines for our Navy this week, but uh, did just want to bring up that. Um, but yeah, lots of football. I'm I'm just really excited about it. Didn't see too many cool submissions. I guess people are still getting. Well, it's Parents Weekend too, so people are a little bit more tame. I'm sure we'll get more cool stuff as the weeks go on. But we got some some decent submission. Um, but let's get into a few segments. What do you say? You want to do FNBA rule change real quick? Sure. So in the same vein of football, uh, this is something that I, I thought about, how there's one of the rules to where if you are, and don't quote me on it, I don't have the cadet site picture, but it's basically if you're injured um, and you get a doctor's note, pretty much you can wear your PC gear, um, so your blue-colored, like, Yusafa shirt, um, and shorts or pants. I think there might be actually a rule, like, you have to, if you go out anywhere, you have to be wearing the pants. Um... And yeah, that's good. And then you just have to carry your Form 18 around with you. But they were panning around in the crowd, and there was like probably four or five cadets uh, who were wearing PC gear in the crowd of, like in the sea of um, flight suits. And it just looks so bad. It literally, and I'm not one to just say like, oh, this looks bad. Like we need to do this for standards, that kind of thing. But it just looks dumb. It looks like these kids were like running a 5K or something and just ha- like having to show up like, Oh, there's a football game going on? Like, I guess I'll go check that out. Uh, it just looked, I don't know, it just looked really stupid. So my suggestion is this. And this is probably going to be one of the most controversial, like, hardo takes I've ever had on this podcast. But it, if you literally cannot go out in the regular uniform, then you need to be in your room healing. So I think what we do is get rid of that rule. Either you're in your room healing or you just wear the uniform is really what it comes down to. Like, is that radical or do I sound like a hard ass? Like what's, I don't know. No. I mean, my question is what injuries prevent you from wearing a flight suit? Maybe like massive casts. 
I mean, I, I guess, but it's just like... I think there yeah, has to just be some stipulations. It's like, like you can wear a sling in a flight suit. It's not that big of a deal. You can wear a sling in ABUs. It's no different than putting on a t-shirt. It's probably easier to put on a flight suit. Well, you're putting on a t-shirt anyway, but either way. It's like, I understand what you're saying. If you're going to be there, you might as well do it right and have people wearing the appropriate things. And if not, then, yeah, just go stay in your room. Well, like, Whatever. and if you have, if you do, so if you have a huge cast on, on your foot. Yeah. And this is, like, where I'm on the side of the cadets. So I'm. it sounds like I'm being, like, a hard-ass, but I'm, I'm really not. I'm kind of, like, siding on, like, just what's reasonable. If you have a huge cast, you probably have a pretty bad, bad break in your foot, and you're about to go take crutches up, like, a bunch of rickety, like, bleachers, where if you get a little moisture on them, they just turn into, like, a slip and slide, and you're going to fall <laughs> on those, or that kind of thing. Or after the rush of the third verse, like, people are going to be running and trampling on you. So I think that it's, like, almost bad. That's, like, setting yourself up for a freak accident. So, um, I don't know. This is like this. Is, I feel like I'm, it's not that funny because I'm almost being very serious about it. <laughs> like, I just think it looked horrible on TV seeing these kids. Like, oh hey, all, here's all these cadets like wearing flight suits, and it's like, who's this guy with the uh, with the yellow pit stains on his PC shirt? <laughs> I think it's also you're probably just you you know what's going on, so people probably you're probably a little bit more adamant about looking for the detail in others. I think the general American probably has no idea. They probably just think there's, you know, either somebody not even at the academy or just, you know, some special person wearing something. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever. Um, so that's FNBA rule change. That's all I had for that. Now let's do a, a soups list. And here was like a dumb one, but it might end up being a smart one. And I came up with it because... It's the opening weekend of football. If you're not, like, partying, you're kind of doing it wrong. Uh, so I was going to say, let's do a soups list of shots. How's that sound? Like shots? Like shots at the bar? Or just shots just, in general? Just shots. Any any, any, and everything with shots. All right. Let's do it. All right, you want to go first? Uh, no, you go first. Okay. Uh, the burt from an A-10. That's my favorite shot. Uh, pretty. That's cool. a lot of shots. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the fire rate exactly is of the uh, of the cannon on on the A10, but that's my favorite. It's shot. like at least two every two to three a minute. Yeah. Um, I have I have a buddy who's over in Korea right now. Um, who flies A10s, and you have a buddy also, coincidentally in Korea, who flies A10s. Um, it's the same guy, but it's. <laughs> 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 I don't know. It just seems really cool. So, and I know he's fired it. So it sounds like a lot of fun. So that's yeah. that's my that's my favorite shot. Hey, mutual buddy, if you're listening out there, let us know how many rounds per second. Yep. If that's how you stipulate it, I don't even know how they, how they measure that. But whatever measuring you use, let us know. Yep. All right, my first one is this is super lame. A shot of boost. There was. I have a buddy. You also have a buddy. Coincidentally, the same buddy. Uh, I'm sure there's a lot of priors out there that have been enlisted training to prep school training to main basic training, and they never really have a summer for like three years of their life, and it sounds terrible. And he uh, turned 21 as he was going into freshman year. So instead of having alcohol, it was really the best he could get. So 
shot of boost. I like that. I think, uh, I, and now you're kind of making me wonder, like, how many shots of boost are in a bottle? And, like, what would ever happen if times got, like, really, really dark at the Academy and, like, everybody was in during, like, an apocalypse, like a zombie apocalypse scenario and people had to survive off boost? I mean, ration out in shots. Probably yeah, a little bit. Like 12 in a bottle. Yeah, probably a little bit more nutritional than alcohol, but I'm not a doctor, so I wouldn't know. Yeah, well, I was going to say, I think that haps would be rated first, at least for the monetary value, because the trade-off, <laughs> like, people would be trading it. Yeah. So, I don't know. Um, my second shot, so it's going to be the flu shot. Ooh. Yeah, not, not just the flu shot in general, not because, like, people like it, but what I'm saying is, is, like, if you go to the doctor now on base, like, you go to the, uh, med group, you can get the nasal flu shot if you show up in time, but they'll, eventually they'll run out, and then you gotta get the arm shot, and if you've ever been cucked into getting the arm shot when you're not <laughs> expecting it and you hate needles, yeah. it sucks. <laughs> it really sucks. Like, I showed up to the table, and this was, like, one that was happening in the squadron. I showed up to the table, and I was like, hey, like, I'm here to get my nasal shot, and they were like, oh, perfect, like, like take off your blouse. And I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, <laughs> no, yeah, we j literally just ran out of the nasal shot, so you got to get the arm shot. And I was like, okay. And I almost passed out uh, right before lunch because I wasn't expecting the I did, arm shot. I so. did the same thing freshman year. as like, because I didn't know. I just heard, hey, flu shots. You have to be in L1 or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'm not, like, deathly afraid of needles, but I'm not stoked to go get you know, a shot, so I'm going to put this off till the last day possible, and I totally screwed myself, because I didn't realize it was nasal shots, so I show up last day, and they're giving arm shots, and then later I hear that you could have avoided all that, and yeah, it's just, I learned from there, so. Yeah. Um, one thing I will say, and this was like earlier, I am so into not correcting people when they say, like, and you gotta follow me this, not correcting people when they say dumb facts that I know aren't true, but they think that they're being smart by saying it. So, like, for example, earlier, when whenever people say, like, hey, watch how much you drink at altitude because the alcohol hits you faster. Like, that's scientifically not true. Like, it's been proven. So whenever people say it, I silently like hearing it because I'm like, you're an idiot. <laughs> uh, and the same thing when people say, like, and this was always, like, a big prior enlisted thing. They would say, "Yeah, if you get the uh, if you get the nasal shot, you just blow it out, just blow your nose, and you won't get affected." And there was always the rumor that you would that the I forget exactly what it was that each one basically contained a little bit of the virus, and it would get you like a little bit sick. And that's just like I forget exactly what I read about it, but it's just not true at all. Can you can't get like halfway. It's like getting halfway pregnant. You can't get like halfway sick. It's all like kind of in your head. So can we? Uh, is this a trustworthy place right here? Uh, depends on what you're about to say, but yeah. Uh, I went directly to the bathroom and blowed that stuff out of my nose every time because I thought it was going to yeah. be sick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's fine. You can do it, but it just so you know, it, it did absolutely nothing. Like, you, <laughs> got the, you got the vaccine, like, and it did nothing. Like, yeah. At least I at least well, felt like I was sticking it to the man a little bit, you know? No, yeah. I, I know the feeling. Well, and I mean, to an extent, get, yeah, to an extent, blowing it out of your nose, like, you are getting that, like, post-nasal drip, like, it's unnecessary, but all you need is just, like, a little bit of it to hit you. Yeah. And you're, like, the, you, you got it in you. Um, so that was, like, another good shot. So what's your next shot? My next shot is <clears throat> Fireball. 
This is super okay. hit or miss. Some people love it, some people hate it. There seems to be no in-between. But it's honestly my go-to shot. I think it goes down smooth. Um, a little cinnamon action. I don't care if there's antifreeze in there. It you know goes down easy. It's a nice. <laughs> you can drink it year long. So if you're if I'm buying shots at the bar, it's gonna be Fireball, and you're gonna like it. That's a good friendly shot. I mean, I remember when Fireball was like real. Like when it, I, I remember when it came out, and then I remember when it got like real popular, and then it kind of died off, and now it's just being like known as like a cheaper, like a cheaper booze. Um, but no, I like it, and I. It's it, it's funny that you said, like, oh, it has antifreeze in it, because you know how they describe antifreeze, and they say, like, to dogs, they're like, oh, dogs love it, and it'll kill them, but they'll lick it up because it tastes like syrup? Never heard that. You never heard that before? So that's, like, a true thing, like, and they say that, but and I'm just like, that's exactly what Fireball <laughs> is. Like, it's gonna kill you, but you lick it up because it kind of, it has, like, a syrupy quality to yeah. it, and it's like cinnamon well so i don't know my big thing is like i i i hate you if you buy straight vodka shots and i hate you if you buy like straight up well whiskey shots are better but straight up whiskey shots are brutal also and you guys can make fun of me all you want so it's like fireballs that happy median between like straight up vodka and like a lemon drop you know like no one's gonna make fun of you for getting fireball shots but it's not gonna taste like you're drinking hand sanitizer yeah, dude. I, I mean, I have a confession to make. I probably have done it to you before, but if anyone's ever bringing around shots or anything like that, what I do is I always ask. Like, I will get over to the bar, and like you should see my forty time when someone brings <laughs> over like a tray of shots. I will get over to the bar and I'll ask for a backer of whatever the opposing thing is. If it's a vodka shot, I'm ordering like Sprite. I'm like, just give me a shot glass of Sprite. Or, or like a small glass. Yeah, but sometimes you don't have or, that that luxury, and like I, no, I, I'm, I'm easily I sure, but I'm easily gonna give in to peer pressure. Like I'm not not gonna do it. So it's like I can't always get over there and get that chaser, whatever the case is. Yeah, no, I'm I'm just I'm just telling you that I I, I don't know what it ha- what happened. Like when I was like 16, I could take a bottle of Burnett's to the face and just like <laughs> chug the whole thing and just pass out in the woods. Uh, when I was like that's when you were 16. 20, yeah, I mean, you're not supposed to. I know I signed that document that telling you Safa I never drank before, but no, that's that's what I did when I was 16. And then when I turned 20, it's like, if someone's buying me a shot, like, I'm taking it. And then, like, now I'm, like, older, and I'm just like... You'll turn your nose to that kind of nonsense. More, uh, well, more so, it just makes me hurl automatically. Yeah. Even something like Fireball, so that's awful. But, uh, no, I, I, I do I do like Fireball. It's, I just have to be, like, in the right mood. It has to be at the right temperature. There has to be at the right, like, ambient relative humidity and all that kind of stuff. So Yeah, makes sense. Uh, so my last shot is riding shotgun. Mm-hmm. Um, riding shotgun's great, especially when you're headed up to like Denver. And so actually this, I don't want to parlay this too much into like a conversation about where you should sit in the car, but I like riding shotgun. It's always safe because you can, um, I mean, let's be real. If you're not throwing mixers into like your Chick-fil-A cup, like it's just like the perfect place. You can usually control the music. And after a long week, like that's what you need to hear. You need to hear stuff. You don't want to hear your buddy. Who's like really, really into the new, like Eminem album playing it really, really loud. Like, like listen to his exact rhyme on this one. Like, no. like 
you just want to control the music and just sit there and just like take the ride in. Plus, and you want to be able to have the conversation with the driver. And because if you're sitting in the back, whoever's sitting in the back is always going, "What? Yeah, what? Yeah." Plus, not to mention, there's a zero percent chance that car isn't full, maybe even more than full, because you're just packing as many people as you can with the seats you have. So if you're yeah. a shotgun, uh, you're unless you have one of those cars that has the front middle seat, which is a crazy move. Uh, you're pretty much gonna have all the leg room you want. So, yeah, every every group text ever uh, at Usafa on Friday afternoon is like, "Hey, bro, uh, we're we doing Denver this weekend? Yeah, man. Okay, cool. Uh, how we doing rides? Like, yeah, I just borrowed um so and so's Toyota Camry, and we got seven riding in it, but we can probably fit like two or three more. Yeah, it's like, yeah, all right, for sure, man." <laughs> <laughs> and then so you get to Denver and people get separated from their groups and you have to fit more people in it to get back. You like somehow pick up people when you go to Denver. Yeah. Meanwhile, there's a minivan riding back with just a driver and like <laughs> one guy passed out in the back. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. All right. You ready All right, for my last one? one is mouthwash. So okay. you're not always going to swallow. You probably shouldn't swallow the mouthwash, but whether it be basic training, whether it be a night after drinking, whether it be getting ready for school. You know, mouthwash is way less time-consuming than brushing your teeth. How long does it take to brush your teeth? What, like 30 seconds? Mouthwash is like 10. It can clean up the breath. It makes you pretty much feel like you took a shower, even if you did nothing else. If you just mouthwash 10 seconds, you're pretty much set for the day on on hygiene. Um, I'm going to have to just, like, absolutely agree with you because especially... In your first period, like, you, you, here's the thing about it, too. You don't have to do it every day. Just do it, if you do it, like, half the time, like, mouthwash before first period. And the guy sitting near you will appreciate you. And, I, and I'm saying this because in my OR class, senior year, I will never forget this. I'm just calling it out specifically. I don't, I'm not going to say his name, but I, because I don't know his name. But I specifically remember the kids next to me, his breath smelled like ass every <laughs> single morning from... From T1 to T40, his breath smelled terrible. And all I'm saying is that if he would have shaken it up and, like, surprised me every now and again, maybe on, like, a No Homework Thursday, just surprise your boy with a little mouthwash, I would have been extremely appreciative. And, so, and then you would have just been like, oh, he mouthwashed. And then he just bought himself at least a week of shitty breath. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, just do it. Just do it for the people who are near you. Like, don't ever go – and don't ever do the thing where you, like – you're low on toothpaste, so you're just like, oh, I'll just brush my teeth. Yeah. Don't do that. <laughs> or don't or don't go to like Mitch's and just like drink milk and like assume that's good. <laughs> like that's awful. <laughs> yeah, so I think mouthwash is very versatile. I still use it to this day. Okay. Um so it was my idea to do a soup's list of shots, and I named none with alcohol. I wasn't trying to be super ironic or anything, but I am saying if you ever go to the bar, order yourself a green tea shot. For someone who hates taking shots, those go down extremely smooth. Uh, another one is Jaeger bombs. If you want to go out and like, I'm not gonna be like super like, oh, you're gonna get arrested if you do Jaeger bombs. But Jaeger bombs, it, it's one of those things where it takes a night. It, it's one of the few things that really takes a night, and without illegal drugs, makes it turn in a certain direction. Yeah, like you can go out and think like, oh, I'm gonna have a normal night hang out with the guys, maybe, you know, try to talk to a few ladies, that kind of thing. But if someone starts ordering Jaeger bombs and you're drinking, like, Red Bull and German liqueurs with, like, German licorice root and stuff, 
it's usually just going to end up getting a little weird and maybe a little violent. So well, the the uh, great thing about Jaeger bombs is there's like an activity built into it. And there's also a background to the shot. You know, it's like taking a vodka shot could go a million different ways, but if you're doing Jaeger bombs, there's an intent. There's like there's literal intent behind doing a Jaeger bomb. So I think it just like puts a little nugget in your brain, and you're just like, all right, this is the way the night's going to go. Yeah. Um, and then my last one is Jello shots, and not that I they're, they're not very popular, and you can't really get them at bars anyways, especially like if it's hot out because they all just melt. You can get the uh, weird Jello syringe from the chicks at um, Copperhead Road. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, <laughs> for like forty dollars. Which I got. Oh man, do I have some stories about Copperhead Road? Copperhead Road used to be a lawless place. It still is extremely lawless, but um, way back in the day. There was, like, shot girls in the bathroom, and you could do, like, whatever you wanted to them for, like, five bucks. And I, I don't know. It just felt, like, really weird. It was like you could, like, pee and not wash your hands, and they would see you doing all that and then just pay them five bucks. And, like, eh, I don't know. Anyway, my uh, final honorable mention is uh, Jello Shots and because I just wanted to bring up the fact that um, junior year of ring dance, or sophomore year, is probably the best year of ring dance yeah. because if you're with a group, and I don't know if we've ever brought this up before, but if you're with a group, like with a team, like well, let's say like, oh, you go to the ring dance like for football or rugby or lacrosse or whatever it is, and you show up before everybody else, set it up, get the kegs tapped, get the shots, at, like get the bottles out, get everything squared away, you are basically partying longer than the guys who go to ring dance because they all go to ring dance and get hammered on their way up and then they spend that first night basically just, like, not doing anything. They get there and pretty much just pass out. And so you get to enjoy what they paid for and then just spend the rest of the weekend hanging out and partying. Well, one of my buddies, we went sophomore year, and he we he was making jello shots because he just thought it was a good idea. And it turns out we had more solution than we needed, so he just made two bowls of alcoholic jello. <laughs> and also... We had more Everclear, that's right, Everclear, not vodka, than we needed to make it, and so he just dumped the rest of that in. So the next morning, um, he and I, he woke me up by hitting me in the head with a bowl of alcoholic jello uh, and said, here's your breakfast, and we drank it, and then I'm pretty sure I ended up sinking a rowboat while wearing a bear coat. So, uh, so that's my, my honor, final honorable mention. Maybe I should have replaced that with just like riding shotgun or whatever. Uh, or a flu shot. I don't know. No, I think the flu shot is uh, much more interesting than that. So, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, cool. Well, the final thing we'll do, I guess, is minutes. You want to hit them? Yeah. Football season's here. Get your FNBA gear at fastneatbelowaverage.com. Fastneatbelowavg.com. Uh, a lot of good stuff. Check out, we put a post up recently with some of the new stuff on there. So, check that out. Flags, love seeing the flags at tailgates. I want to see some flags on uh, the Altitude Network or whatever we get a game on. So yeah, sneak the flag into the stadium and you know get get that exposure going. Yeah, um, cool. Well, that's really all I got. We're gonna be coming out with more details about the uh, Army or the Air Force versus Navy weekend, which is gonna be the first weekend of October. Go ahead and get your tickets out for that. And we're going to be having a party as well as tailgate. More info to come. Free beer. Uh, maybe free gear. And uh, lots more stuff. So that's really all we got. And we'll talk to you guys next week. All right. See you. So, yeah. I can be a pilot at the Air Force Academy. 
I can be anything. Army and Navy, play for second. That's a long, big, beautiful blue line. You have some grit, you have some perseverance. I'll tell you what, you can do it now all areas of life. That's just the way you gotta compete. Welcome to Thin Air. Yeah.